0: All about Jesus. It's all about the Lord. All about the Savior
1: and the of his word. It's all about Jesus. Welcome to It's All About Jesus, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Eagle. You are listening to a Sunday morning message by Pastor Mike Sasso. If you would like to join us for church, we meet every Sunday. 10 a.m. at North Star Charter School, 839 North Linder Road in Eagle, Idaho. You may also join us live streaming at that time. Go to cceagle.org at 10 a.m. to watch the whole service live. If you can't join us then, you can always go back and watch the video. Let's listen in to today's message. Jesus. It's all about Jesus.
0: It's all about the Lord. If all you trust in Jesus Savior. Christ, He's able to save you to the uttermost. He's going to take you all the way. He's going to complete the job. So, to the uttermost, by the way, even in the Greek, you might have guessed it, it means completely. Okay? Uttermost is actually a picture of that, that word we looked at in verse 11 that says the law could make nothing perfect. And, and, and if, if perfection could come through the law, um, the uttermost is perfect Jesus can do what the law couldn't do a picture of perfection in verse 11 which where the law fails at uh, that perfectly here's the thing trusting Jesus what what he could do that the law couldn't he gives you forgiveness of sins and you don't have to keep having sacrifices over and over again you could have your sins cleansed you could be right with God and you can have an ongoing relationship with God. The veil whoosh, is torn down. The veil that once separated God and man in the, in the temple, it's torn because of Christ. So what the law couldn't do, Jesus did. I love it. So here's your next fill-in. The old saying, Jesus is able to save, oh, I should tell you the story before I give you that word. I've heard a story of an old drunk. An old drunk who just was useless, always in the gutter, drinking, and just useless. And one day he met Jesus. He received Jesus as his Lord and Savior. He got saved, started going to church. The Lord used him. He became involved in ministry, and then he started preaching. And he started preaching with the saying I'm going to say right here Jesus is able to save from the guttermost to the uttermost. I like that. From the guttermost to the uttermost. Now, he's going to do a complete job, finished, all the way, perfection, uttermost. But you know what? It doesn't matter how low you are. It doesn't matter how far you've gone, how low you've, you've scooped, stooped. Because you, some people, and here's a common thing among Christians that I know, a lot of Christians feel like, well, God could never forgive me because of what I did. And you guys don't raise your hand. And if you guys ever feel that guilt trip that you go, oh man, if you knew what I've done, if you knew my past, you'd know there's no hope for me. That's the lie that the devil loves to whisper in the ears of God's people. But I want you to know the saying is true, though it's not an exact scripture quote. He's able to say from the guttermost to the uttermost because the blood of Jesus is able to wash away all sin no matter how bad your sin, no matter how low you've stooped, no matter what you've done, God is able to forgive. it. matter of fact, I've told you before, one of my favorite verses that I, when I was going through Hebrews 6, I was telling you, First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm so grateful it doesn't say, if we confess our little sins if we confess our sins and they're not too bad, no. Sin. No matter what kind of sin. If we confess our sins, Jesus shed his blood on the cross. Dare you say that the sacrifice of God's only son, the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood of God himself was shed on the cross for you and it's not enough to cleanse your sin? Don't insult God that way. Because if you confess your sin, he's able to to forgive your sins. So that saying, if you missed it, Jesus is able to save from the guttermost to the uttermost. I like that. Okay, now, there is only one condition, actually. You go, well, what if, what if my sin is really bad? Or what if, you know, there, there is a condition. Let me read it to you in case you missed it. Back in verse 25, it says, <clears throat> Therefore he's able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. You know what the condition is? You gotta to go to Jesus. Well, I don't wanna to go to Jesus. I I believe something different. Well then then you're in trouble. Okay? There is a condition. Then the condition is Jesus Christ. It's he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. Folks, have I ever told you it's all about Jesus? And this is why. There it is. So can I tell you something, folks? I don't know how the devil's been playing with your head this week? I don't know what whispering the, the enemy's done in your head to where you're all messed up because what he usually tries to do is get you to hide from God, run from God, not turn to God because God won't accept you. That's all a lie. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, God's hands reaches out to you in Christ and he says, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. He wants to forgive you. He wants to cleanse you. He wants to wash you and make you new. Don't believe the lies of Satan because that's what he that's a common lie that Satan will say, yeah, Jesus died on the cross, but not for you. Not you you're too bad. I like the way uh, you know one of those verses I always love to quote is 2 Corinthians 5:21. Let me quote it to you from one verse earlier that I I think You can't always put it all in there in context, but 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20 says this. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I want to read my favorite verse next. But this is the job of every pastor. This is the job of every minister of God. And if God's called you in ministry in any way, then this is your calling. To go to others and say, as Christ's ambassador, we implore you, implore you to get right with God. Then comes that verse I quote all the time. That God made him who had no sin to become sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. Folks, in case you missed it. If you've been here a while, you know you've heard it over and over again. But the only way anybody makes it to heaven... Is through this system that God made him who had no sin to become sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. You know what? The only way I get to heaven, the only way anybody gets to heaven is not because, well, it was tough, but I kept all the rules. No. Well, it was tough, but I was able to keep, a, not sin. <clears throat> Sorry. You know how I'm going to, my confidence, how I'm going to make it to heaven? Jesus died on the cross for my sins. He was treated the way I deserve to be treated. All my sins were placed upon him and God turned his face away from my Savior. And Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because God the Father turned away for the only time in all eternity and since. And he turned away because Jesus bore my sins. And now if I trust him as my Savior... The Bible says that God made him who had no sin to become sin for me that I might become the righteousness of God. I don't know if I've told you this in a while. I sometimes wear this verse out but it's what I call the divine swap. He took my sins and he was treated the way I deserve to be treated. If I have faith in him I take his righteousness. He gives me his righteousness and now I'm treated the way Christ deserves to be treated. Is it fair? Uh Uh-uh. It's amazing grace. If I got fair, I wouldn't make it. But I get amazing grace. And by the way, I'm talking on the first person about me. Because I don't know where you stand with God. But if you trust Christ as sal- for salvation, it applies to you too. That all your sins get placed upon Jesus Christ. He ch- was treated the way you deserve to be treated. So that if you trust in him, let me read it again. God made him who had no sin be sin for us. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You know this took me so long to get. Because I was raised in a religion that had all kinds of rules and regulations and always made you feel bad about everything. And and everything was a sin, by the way. The religion I was raised in, there were sins that I would committed that you can't even find in the Bible was a sin. And, And I felt guilty all the time. And I thought, how can I possibly be righteous? And once I learned this, once I learned this, it changed my life. Because now I realize that... I was a sinner. Jesus took my sin. Paid for my sin. Was treated the way I deserve to be treated. So that if I trust in him, this man who used to be a sinner is now a saint, according to the scripture. And God looks at me, not as a sinner, but as a saint. Because it says, God made him who knew no sin to become sin for me that I might become, do you get this? Are you listening? I might become the righteousness of, Of God. What? Me? You don't know me. But I could become the righteousness of God. That means anybody who gets to heaven, they get in completely and perfectly. They get in because they are walking in with the righteousness of God. The righteousness of Jesus Christ himself. And there's no doubt about you making it into heaven with the righteousness of God. Huh? Am I spending too much time on this? I don't think so. Because this is what most people miss in the cults and in false religion. They're always trying to get you to jump through the hoops. To keep all the rules and commandments. And to dress a certain way. To look a certain way. To talk a certain way. Because you are a sinner and you're never going to make it in unless you keep all the rules. And then I read the verse that God made him who knew no sin become sin for me. In order that as I trust in him I might become the righteousness of God in him folks, let me tell you something. I'm not bragging. I'm not proud of myself, but I'm proud of Christ. And I'm bragging of Christ. And I'm righteous because of Him. And now I have no fear of hell. I'm going to heaven. Confident. You know why? I'm confident in Jesus. I'm confident in what He can give me, what He can make me. The righteousness of God, I'm in. And if you trust Jesus as your Savior you've got the righteousness of God on your side and there's no failing, okay? Because really, I mean, in the flesh, we all know things about ourselves that why God shouldn't let us in, right? We're not going to go around and share right now, okay? But we all got things that we go, oh, I wish I could erase that from my life. But the divine swap changes everything. He took your sins, you take his righteousness, you're in. I, I could talk all day about this, but I really shouldn't we got a couple more verses to cover here, okay? Now, let's look at another part of verse 25. There's this word intercession. In verse 25 it says, Therefore he's able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Now, some people get another extreme wrong view here, okay? Okay. uh, we're talking about Jesus' complete salvation for us. He made intercession for us. But this word to make intercession, it simply means to make a petition or to make an appeal or to approach God on our behalf. It's not like God the Son is going before God the, the Father all the time trying to talk Him into. Oh, did you see what he, you see? What Mike just did? Not look, Father, overlook that. Oh, oh, you see what he did now? Oh God, he's not always up in heaven trying to talk God the Father into liking me or you. It's a constant presence, a constant representation in Christ that he's representing you to the Father and the deal is already made. Matter of fact, the Father and the Son came up with this plan together. They're in agreement it's not like Jesus says, wait, I'll die for their sins. Oh, oh they, they sinned again. Uh, you don't have to, he didn't have to keep making a sacrifice over and over again. He doesn't have to keep begging the Father. He's a representation before the Father, always reminding Him of the price that was paid for you on that cross. Always representing the grace, the deal of grace that the Father and the Son agreed upon before all time began. And so we don't have to imagine all these weird things. Oh, I hope Jesus could talk the Father into forgiving me for that one. He's a constant reminder to the Father of the price paid for all of your sin and I'm grateful for it. That work was completed on the cross once for all. He doesn't have to do it over and over again. He's the great high priest and just his presence before God the Father is a reminder of that deal of amazing grace that we're saved by grace through faith, and it was all paid for at the cross. Now, I think we do have another fill-in here, so I want to make sure you get this as a as a uh, completion of what I just explained. Intercession is the word. Intercession simply involves Jesus' representation of us before the throne of God. The word is representation. All Jesus has to do is be there as a reminder of. 2 Corinthians 5.21, that God made him who had no sin become sin for us, that in him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. There's that constant representation before God the Father. Um, again, let me read to you this verse, Hebrews 7.25, in the Amplified Bible. Okay? The Amplified Bible puts it this way. Therefore he is able also to save to the uttermost, completely, perfectly, finally, and for all time and eternity... That's why I like the Amplified Bible. Those who come to God through Him. That is the one requirement, the one condition. Since he, always, he is always living to make petition to God and to intercede with Him and to intervene for them. He does it all. You know what? By the way, you don't need any other priest. That's one of the things that kind of ticks me off about some of the other religions. Oh, I got to talk to the priest. I'm in trouble. I got to go see a priest. You got to go see Jesus. Really, I I don't mean to be so down on all the other world religions, but they're wrong. (laughs) Okay, there's a lot of other religions that have priests and elders and bishops and you know all these people. You got to if you want to go to God, you got to go through them. Well, there is somebody you got to go through to get to God, and it's Jesus Christ. There's one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. That's it. He's your high priest. You don't need any. Matter of fact, that really, another thing that really ticks me off, I've got to be careful here. I'm going to get off. But Another thing that ticks me off is people who pray to dead people and not to the living Savior. Oh, I need to pray to Saint so-and-so. Oh, I need to pray to Mother Mary. I need to pray. And they go off and they're praying. You know what? Dead people don't hear you. Oh, I just offended anybody listening on the internet from a, one of those religions. Dead people, you ever go to the mortuary and talk to the person in the casket? That's nice. That gets something off your chest, but they're not listening. And especially if they if they went to heaven, I told you before, people who who are Christians who are right with God and they're in heaven, the worst thing God could do to them is make them listen to what you have to say now. What a punishment! Oh, yeah, I was a saint, so God makes me listen to everyone's prayers now. And what a mess they are. And I wish I could just concentrate on heaven. What a mess that would be. Heaven wouldn't be heaven if that's how God worked it. When any saint goes to heaven, they're looking to Jesus. They're connected to Jesus. They're not looking to you. If you want to talk to them just to get something off your chest, that's good for you, but they're not listening. I know I just popped somebody's bubble, okay? Okay. Then one of my pet peeves, because of the way I grew up, is you know who's listening and wants to hear your prayers and who is always alive to intercede on your behalf? Jesus Christ. He's your great high priest. There's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, no other. So be careful for all the false religions out there and all the other man-made ways that they want to make you go through and jump through all the hoops. It's Jesus Christ or oh, you don't go at all, okay? All right, we're going to wrap it up because I, I, I see you all out there nodding out on me, okay. Okay, so where are we? Perfected forever? Did I forget to turn the page? Hold on. Okay, we're in verse 26, aren't we? For such a high priest was fitting for us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, and separate from sinners, and he's become higher than the heavens. Ah, oh. You can't say that about any of the dead saints or any of the holy people in the past. It's Jesus Christ. Perfect. And he's able to do a perfect ministry in our lives and because of, you know, because of the, their sins, the Old Testament saints or the, let's say, the high priests, um, they are unable to serve God's people. They, they couldn't always do what they were supposed to do. Matter of fact, many times if you study the Bible, there's some high priest that actually abused the people and took advantage of their offices, but never with Jesus. Jesus is able to do what we need. Why? Because the Bible says in, in uh, verse 26 here, he's separate from sinners. Now, understand this. It doesn't mean you're a sinner, he do not talk to you. He's separate from sinners in that he's not one of them. Okay? Matter of fact, when Jesus was here on earth in the flesh, one of the criticisms the religious leaders had of him is Luke 7, 34. He's a friend of tax collectors and sinners. That's what the religious leaders didn't like about him because he was not separate from sinners the way they thought he should be. He was a friend to sinners. And if you're a sinner who wants a Savior and wants forgiveness, he's your friend, okay? But yet he is holy And blameless. It says in verse 26 that his character is holy. Matter of fact, let's read it in the New Living. He's the kind of high priest we need because he's holy and blameless and unstained by sin. He's been set apart from the sinner and he's been given the highest place of honor in heaven. I know some people think, well, in heaven there's going to be the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and then there's going to be, you know, they got these great heroes of their faith they put up there. They're not going to be mentioned. They're all, all the heroes of the faith, the saints, all the people that religious people think are special, they're all going to be right alongside you on your knees, face down before Jesus, worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because that's appropriate. But another huge distinction between Jesus and the Le- Levitical priest is mentioned in verse 27 who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the people's sins. For this he did once for all when he offered himself up. You know, here's another big distinction. Every high priest, every priest, every holy religious person, they needed a sacrifice for their sins. And it was a rule that the high priest, before he would sacrifice for the people, he had to sacrifice a bull for himself. I always thought that was kind of ironic. Took a bull for him. (laughs) Okay. Um, What was God trying to say? And so, every high priest needed a sacrifice for his sins, but not Jesus. Every saint, every holy person, everybody that all religions worship and look up to, they're all sinners. They all need sacrifices, but not Jesus. He's the only one who didn't need a sacrifice. And he's a priest forever. We're going to finish by looking at verse 28. For the law appointed... Excuse me, the law appoints as high priests men who have weaknesses, but the word of the oath which came after the law appoints the Son who has been perfected forever. Now, by the way, don't get stumbled by that that, oh, Jesus was imperfect, then he got perfected. Again, that word is, it's a complete sacrifice, it's a done deal. This term perfect. It means complete, mature, it's done. The son, through his sacrificial death and resurrection, has become completely qualified to serve as our eternal high priest forever. So, that covers, we actually finished chapter 7. But let me just, I, you know, maybe I'm a, I've become an, a New Living Translation NLT addict lately. And whenever I study my Bible lately, I always study it and then I go read it again in the NLT. So let me read you those last couple of verses From the NLT. I love the flow of it. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 26. He's the kind of priest we need. Because he's holy and blameless. And unstained by sin. He has been set apart from sinners. And has been given. The highest place of honor in heaven. Unlike those other high priests. He does not need to offer sacrifices. Every day. They did this first for their own sins. And then for the sins of the people. But Jesus did this once for all when he offered himself as a sacrifice for people's sins. The law appointed high priests who were limited by human weakness. But after the law was given, God appointed his son with an oath. And his son has been made perfect, excuse me, has been been made the perfect high priest forever. Folks, I hope you're getting it. I hope you're seeing, and I hope whenever you leave one of the messages you hear here at Calvary Chapel Eagle, you go, you look at the person you came with and go, you know what? It's all about Jesus. Because it is. So with this in mind, I got one more verse for you. It's Hebrews 4:16. Looking back at a verse we already looked at, he says, Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive mercy. We'll find grace to help when we need it most. Isn't that good? Let's bow before the Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless your name. Father, we just want to thank you for this, the new covenant, the the oath that you've given that through Christ we could find a perfect high priest, one God, one mediator, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. And so because of this, we want to do just what your word says. We want to come boldly We want to come without fear, without shame. We come because of what Jesus did for us, that Jesus paid for our sins. And knowing this, we could come knowing that our sins have been paid for. And as I'm praying, if any of you right now, you've got something to bring before the Lord, maybe there's a sin in your life, maybe there's something that you need forgiveness for, and you've just been unsure that God can forgive you, take what you've learned today and bring that sin before the Lord and confess your sins. Just say, Jesus, forgive me, for I have sinned. And tell him the sin. Ask him to forgive you and, up, and put it at the foot of the cross. Because God made him who knew no sin to become sin for you, that you might become the righteousness of God in him. Say, Jesus, forgive me, cleanse me, make me new, fill me with your Holy Spirit, and fill me with your righteousness Because Lord, how I need you. Would you do that? And would you just continue this week to have fellowship with God because He freely offers it to you in Christ? And in Christ alone, not through any of the other world religions, not through jumping through the hoops of any particular church or denomination. It's through Jesus alone He did it all for you. Jesus, He's the resurrection.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's program. You can find all of Pastor Mike's messages and any other information you would like about Calvary Chapel Eagle online at cceagle.org. In iTunes, you can subscribe to the podcast Calvary Chapel Eagle Sunday morning. If you are new to the area and don't already have a home church, we would love for you to come check us out. We meet every Sunday, 10 a.m. at North Star Charter School, 839 North Linder Road in Eagle. That is one block north of Highway 44. You can call or text the church phone at 208-891-2635. Once again, you can get any information you need at cceagle.org. There you will also find a link to join our Facebook page. So until next time, remember, it's all about Jesus.
0: The power.